Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Brian is off all week. This is Mark Reardon. I'm actually doing the show this morning from St. Louis. And our next guest, Riley Gaines, the author of Happy No Snakes Day, I believe was in my state. Might have even been in St. Louis recently. Riley, were you in St. Louis? How are you? Happy President's Day. Hope all is well. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mark. Uh, And yes, I was. Um, I did a library reading down in Branson, Missouri. uh, And I did. I went up to St. Louis and I had a press conference with the Attorney General, um, A.G. Bailey, yeah, Andrew Missouri, Bailey, who has he's really been a leader um, on the forefront of a lot of this gender ideology movement and pursuing litigation and really defending the rights of parents and of women and the safeguarding of children. So could not have been more glad to, to stand alongside him. Well, Andrew is great. And as you know, I kind of I talk about sometimes I talk about St. Louis in two ways as ground zero. One, with um, the Mike Brown shooting from nearly 10 years ago. But on this issue in particular, and look, I've been talking about the trans issue for several years now. And believe me, I appreciate your voice. But we had, you know, Washington University, prestigious elite university and children's hospital here in St. Louis. Jamie Reed, the whistleblower, came out. It was about this year at um, this time or last year at this time that her report came out. Now, interestingly enough, Riley, and you've seen this, there has been slowly but surely a little bit more of that narrative from people even in this field that have been more vocal than the New York Times and the L.A. Times. It's slow. And, of course, they get all the backlash that you do, but a little bit more bravery in the last year, I think, and maybe because of Jamie. Well, you are certainly right. Uh, it was it was pretty cool because when I was in St. Louis, uh, they had three school board whistleblowers who were there um, who blew the whistle on really the insanity of what's going on in the education system um, and the people, the higher ups, even above them and, and what they're pushing for. Again, pushing on on the most vulnerable, right, the children. Um, so you're you're totally right. I think the tide slowly but surely Uh, It's certainly turning. Uh, Parents are waking up. I think medical professionals are waking up. Um, I mean, just just people in general, they see the insanity of what's going on. And now, unfortunately, we're seeing the repercussions and the consequences of what's going on. And I think people who, you know, maybe would have considered themselves apolitical, uh, didn't really want to get involved before, they're involving themselves now. And did this happen again over the weekend or last week at Ramapo College. Now, this is a Division three school, but what happened with a biological male that blew away the women, right? Oh, Mark, did it happen again? <laughs> it's happening, it seems, every day now. But you're exactly right. Uh, you said what happened. Look, it's the same story every single time. A mediocre man on the men's team decides to switch over to the women's team to become a record smasher. And what happened at Ramapo College is certainly no different. 
Um, again, a male uh, switches to the women's team. He broke multiple school records at their NJAC uh, conference championships. And again, this is college, right? So he's taken a scholarship. He has taken a roster spot. He has taken a spot on the championship team. There's only a limited number of spots. He took a spot from a deserving, hardworking girl. And it breaks my heart because um, having the platform that I have, I receive messages from his teammates or from other girls who have competed against him. Um, and they feel so lost. They don't know what to do. Uh, several of them reached out to me and told me, look, we feel as if we will be reprimanded if we speak out about this. We don't know what to do, but we know this is wrong. And look, I understand that because yeah. I was there. Um, the threats and the risk, they're real. Uh, and it, it's a really terrible position to put these 18, 19, 20-year-old girls in. So what is your advice there? I have a couple of questions about the bravery issue. One of them is about the media, but on the athletes themselves, because even in the situation with this swimmer from Ramapo, you had you know the teammates, the girls that were with um, this particular swimmer holding you know arms together, hugging, smiling. But you know behind the scenes, some of them don't feel this way. So what is your advice if you hear from a parent or an athlete, they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to become the focus of bash- backlash. I get that as someone who's a somewhat public figure. What do they do? I know it's a it's a difficult position to be in. Um, and look, I will happily admit uh, that I I changed my mind on this. Uh, at first, I didn't think it should be up to the girls to sacrifice anything, right? We're the ones who worked hard to get there. Um, there are people who are in place who are supposed to be protecting us. It's their job to stand up for us. But the minute I changed my mind, um, it was actually when the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act was introduced in the U.S. House, um, and it fell entirely on party lines, meaning 219 Republicans voted in favor of protecting women and girls in sports and all 203 Democrats, every single last one of them, all 203 Democrats voted in opposition of protecting women and girls in sports. And that's when I realized, um, you know, up until this point, I thought legislation and policy, that's how we fix this. And ultimately it is. But I realized in that moment Gosh, what a naive thought uh, to wait for for people to do the right thing unprovoked. We have to take action into our own hands as as everyday people, as consumers, as female athletes ourselves. And so what we can do and what needs to be done, and again, I know it's easier said than done, but don't go when the gun blows. Um, Let the boy race on his own. I think that's the most powerful and the most effective way to send the message that we're, look, enough is enough. We're saying no. You know, and I had Greg Stubbe on my show in St. Louis last week talking about the Save Women's Sports Act. And the thing that's frustrating, I think even more frustrating about that vote from where I sit in the middle of the country is, and Congressman Stubbe said that, look, this is not even close. It's an 80-20 issue, right? It's not like 52 to 48 or something like that. I have, I have to say nice things about my friends here, Riley, who are Democrats, because the common sense Democrats who I know in this part of the country, they're just as outraged as you and I are on this. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. Now, one of the questions that I have, and I'm really curious about your answer 
I highlight this all the time. Why? Maybe this is rhetorical, Riley. But the legacy sports media, the ESPNs of the world, our local newspaper, The Athletic, whatever sports publication you want to, this story about this male swimmer or any of the stories in cycling, et cetera, those are legitimate sports stories. No matter what your opinion should be, that should be something that should be featured in sports journalism. But it's not. It's just silenced constantly. They won't touch it, um, which is incredibly frustrating um, yeah, for, for everyone, right? It's their job to report on stories. We're not asking them to give their opinion on it. Just report on it, and they won't do it. Um, I think a lot of that, uh, of course, well, ESPN in particular is owned by Disney, so, so that should tell you everything you need to know right there. But what this movement is, is driven by, whether that's the medicalization side, whether that's the social side, whether that's what's happening in sports or in corporate America, I mean, every realm – this movement is driven by money, um, or I guess the fear of losing money. And so, uh, look, ESPN, right, they don't follow red or blue. They follow green. They follow where the money is taking them, and they will realize very quickly uh, that this hurts them. Because like you said, this is a winning issue. And look at Bud Light, for example, the most well-known yep. example, um, lost $27 billion, and their next commercial was a big burly man on a motorcycle with a camo can. <laughs> so it shows you they're following the money. Um, ESPN, in, again, in particular, they had a during Women's History Month last March, they had a special highlighting Leah Thomas as this brave and inspiring and stunning woman who has overcome so much adversity and persecution to achieve the seemingly impossible, um, which I thought was incredibly distasteful, tone-deaf to their audience, um, and they paid for it. All those things, and I highlighted that when it happened. Um, look, I have a she's about turned nine in a couple of weeks, and she's a swimmer. She just started in a nice uh, swim club here in St. Louis. And when people hit me on Twitter or, um, you know, other social media, Riley, on this issue, they say, why do you care so much? I say, because I have a little girl who's a, an athlete now, and she doesn't have a penis, and I think it's important. And I don't understand why this isn't discussed more publicly in broader ways. But thankfully, you're there, and I think you're a hero. And I consider myself a Riley Gaines super fan. And for some reason, this is terrible on the part of the host, I was unaware of the book Happy No Snakes Day. And I know it came out a few weeks ago, so tell me more about Happy No Snakes Day. And my apologies that I was unaware. <laughs> well, it is aimed for children. And unless you identify as a 12-year-old, <laughs> then I, I don't blame you. Um, but you're exactly right. I, I partnered with Brave Books, who has been um, phenomenal. It's it's important that we have these alternatives, right? Alternatives, again, in, in anything you could imagine, whether that's makeup, whether that's skincare, whether that's um, your phone provider, clothing outlets. Uh, of course, Brave Books is an alternative to Scholastic, uh, which, as you and I know, Scholastic is the group, the organization that's putting these these age-inappropriate books in children's schools. Uh, so I partnered with Brave Books. We wrote the book Happy No Snakes Day, which is about telling the truth um, despite being afraid, despite what the consequences might be. Um, and so that was a lot of fun. It's, you know, I think the attack on our children, as we've said multiple times, it has, it's prevalent and it is only increasing. Uh, and so that's who we need to reach with this message. And look, the book isn't political. Of course not. Um, it's not partisan. Uh, Brave Books, they, they do a great job of teaching pro-God, pro-America, pro-family values. Um, so could not be more excited to, to have partnered with them. 
I am most certain that this book is already in the majorities of elementary school libraries and schools across the country, Riley Gaines, right? You had to be overwhelmed with uh, just library orders for the book. Definitely. <laughs> um, and that certainly continues. Well, what I mean, you're, you're trying, you know, the, the point about that would be there are books along those lines that deal with issues of, of gender and of race that are in school libraries and they're watered down. So allegedly they're appropriate for kids, I would argue. And I think you would, too, that some of these should not be in schools, which is what some of the fight has been about. But there would really realistically be outside of the God stuff. I guess they'd flag that no reason to keep a book like this out of a school library, but you won't even get a sniff. No, (laughs) no, Um, which, again, you you can't be overly surprised by it, but I have been um, just incredibly grateful for the support that I've had from from parents of young kids, right, or grandparents. Uh, I think now more than ever, these people are desperate to hear the truth um, and to be taught these actual good virtues, right, because the other side, they throw around words like compassion and empathy and inclusion, which in theory are often they're, they're wonderful things. Um, but when they say inclusion, they really mean exclusion. And make no mistake, it's not compassionate to ask a young girl to undress in front of a man. That's not what compassion is. So it's time we take back these virtues and, and I guess, reclaim their original definition of what these words mean. Now, I know you mentioned you were here in St. Louis or, you know, in in Branson as well. But are you still on an active tour of spreading the word about this? And then seemingly every time you go somewhere and hopefully it didn't happen too badly here in my state. But you you have these organized groups that go against you, chasing into the back of a room, et cetera. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Always. And it certainly did happen in Missouri, um, which shows you there's pockets of this everywhere. Um, but yeah, a big push of mine and what I've, I've dedicated a lot of my time to in these next coming months is speaking on college campuses. Um, as we've said, the youth is so important and that, that stands true for my generation, Gen Z. Uh, being a recent college graduate myself, I, I know how hostile and unwelcoming these environments are to people with, I mean, Christian conservatives, really. Um, so that has been a big push of mine. I will be speaking at UNC tomorrow and then South Carolina and then Clemson. Um, I spoke at Hannibal LaGrange, actually, in Missouri. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, just trying to engage the youth. It is so important because it is our future. It's up to us to, to put this country back on the right track. Have you ever had an exchange with someone who is on the other side and just ask the issue, maybe it's a parent, just ask the issue of fairness and how they think it's fair that a daughter like mine, for example, or, you know, even swimmers that are at the NCAA collegiate level should have to compete against biological men and just put them on the spot and say, really, you think that's fair? Is the answer always, well, they're a girl now, right? They're a woman. They've transitioned. Yeah. You know, the answer that I get a lot is that, well, it's about more than just winning. You know, what about this person's happiness? What about their feelings? You know, they could kill themselves if you don't affirm this. And they make it this really what I would call emotional blackmail. And it's effective, right? Because, of course, I don't want to be responsible for anyone's death. I don't want to have blood on my hands like they constantly say. Um, but that's the tactics they use. It's it's They try to blow this out of proportion. They try to make you feel guilty. They try to gaslight really, young girls. And that's what they've done, and that's how it's been effective. It works, believe it or not. When you tell a young girl, and this happens time and time again, especially among academic institutions, when you tell a young girl she will be guilty of murder 
if she advocates for fair play and privacy in areas of undressing. Um, but I, I've, I've reached a point now where, yeah. of course, I don't want those things. Of course not. But um, we cannot back down from the truth at the expenditure of our rights as women and our opportunities and our fairness and our safety and our dignity, quite honestly. Absolutely. I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. I know my daughter is as well, even though she doesn't have, you know, the mindset to understand all of this. Someday she will, Riley Gaines. Thank you so much. Keep up the fight and hopefully we'll talk again. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.